Biden's anti-gun ATF pick has been picked off. We may be out of the bear's claws, but we're not out of the woods yet. And our 2A for today modern militiaman spotlight is on a Melbourne, Florida barber whose quick draw and bolt action, rather bold action, stopped a gun-wielding idiot who almost lost his life over a much-needed haircut. Welcome to 2A for today. for today is a program where we explore all things Second Amendment, all things that protect, threaten, and violate the Second Amendment rights of all Americans. My name is Zoe, and I'm the host of 2A for Today. Biden's anti-gun ATF pick has been picked off. We may be out of the bear's claws, but we're not out of the woods yet. One down and likely an endless stream of authoritarians to go. Joe Biden's anti-gun lobbyist pick for the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobaccos, Firearms, and Explosives has been sent packing. We reported on David Chipman the Waco Wacko months ago, but I thought it would be good to take an episode and recount the many reasons that David Chipman was sent to kick rocks. Number one. He's a dedicated and faithful liar. During a 2019 Ask Me Anything forum on Reddit, Chipman told the public that cult members used 250 caliber Barretts to shoot down two Texas Air National Guard helicopters. We are fortunate they're not used in crime more often, he goes on to say. Now, the Branch Davidians didn't shoot down any helicopters. It goes without saying that the cult members did shoot at agents on the roof and the ones in helicopters. But the helicopters weren't shot down. None of the National Guard or ATF on the aircraft were injured and no 50 caliber Barretts were recovered on the scene. Number two, he has authoritarian, tyrannical tendencies. Tucker Carlson said it best, so I'm gonna let him say it here. David Chipman suggested that people who fail background checks should be arrested on the spot. Quote, while at ATF, I conducted studies involving people who failed background checks to determine how many later committed crimes with a gun. Many did. This is a perfect opportunity to arrest people before committing crimes rather than responding after the fact. Arrest people before they commit crimes. That is a brand new concept in American law, though the Chinese are highly familiar with it. Number three, Chipman is an unbearable prig who mocks the citizen militia who only want to protect their family's person and property. As the senior policy advisor at the anti-God-given liberty and gun-grabbing Giffords, he went on record in April 2020 in an interview with Cheddar, commenting on the marked rise in gun sales, saying, And so, in their mind, uh, they might be confident, they might think that they're diehard, ready to go, but unfortunately, they're more like Tiger King and uh, they're putting themselves and their families in danger. And so what I would suggest is for those people who were first-time gun owners, if they did go out and buy a gun, um, I would secure that gun locked and unloaded and hide it behind the cans of tuna and beef jerky that you've stored in a cabinet and um, you know, only bring that out if the zombies start to appear. Um, and I don't think they are. 
Number four, Chipman called for an assault weapons ban. And when challenged by Senator Tom Cotton to define the class assault weapon, here was his response. I want to turn to a second matter now, Mr. Chipman. You have called for an assault weapons ban. I have a simple question for you. What is an assault weapon? Senator, um, an assault weapon would be, in, in the context of the question you asked, what Congress uh, defines it as. So you're asking us to ban assault weapons. We have to write legislation. Can you tell me what is an assault weapon? How would you define it if you were the, chair, the head of the ATF? How have you defined it over the last several years uh, as your role as a gun control advocate? Um, Senator, um, if I'm confirmed as ATF director, um, you know, my recollection is the only um, um, process by, by which ATF is weighed in is that I know there's a demand letter three program, which requires multiple reports, uh, multiple sale reports on the southwestern border. And ATF in that program has defined an assault rifle as any semi-automatic rifle capable of accepting a detachable magazine um, above the caliber of 22, which would include a 223, which is, you know, largely the so, AR-15 round. It's a semi-automatic rifle capable of accepting a detachable magazine with a round greater than a 22 caliber. And in those cases, firearms dealers on the southwest border are required to make a multiple sale report to ATF. I, I'm, I'm amazed that that might be the definition of assault weapon, that would basically cover every single modern sporting rifle in America today. There's no legal definition of the term. It's simply lawyer speak passed down by a communication director as a talking point language for leftists and the rest of the screeching gun banshees of America. Number five, it's been reported by the Federalist that Chipman's former supervisors and peers at ATF told the American Accountability Foundation that the former nominee lost his service pistol. One of the co-founders of the group, Tom Jones, had this to say. We were told multiple times by his former colleagues that he had lost his service weapon. We shared this information with the Senate, who has taken up the matter. Often a federal employee's personnel file is made available to the Senate and would clear this and other disciplinary matters up. This week, Shipman refused the Senate's request to provide his personnel file, which raises questions on this matter and what else he's hiding. He's not only hid his personnel file, but he also locked everyone out of his Twitter. Allegedly, according to those who testified to Tom Jones, Shipman left his weapon in his personal vehicle one night and allegedly a handyman broke in and stole it. Well, we may rejoice that Shipman will not have the power of the unconstitutional militarized ATF, but Saki and Sicko and Psycho aren't done. They're probably watching me. I'll let them. The battle ain't over. Democrats will abide by the separation of powers long enough to get Republicans with red ties and blue underwear to sign on to judges and appropriations, but they will go full on Mussolini for as long as we let them when they can't get their way by the rules. Biden's already fielding complaints from advocacy groups, and they've been using pressure to coerce Biden into establishing a White House office led by an aide that would not need Senate confirmation, the old end around, kind of like the Office of Domestic Climate Policy. Circle back Saki 
has signaled that the Biden administration is still trying to carve out a role for Chipman in the federal government, saying, He's someone the president has a great deal of respect for, and we're in active discussions with him about what role might be of interest to him in the federal government. So that's not the end of the error. I mean, the real error is Joe Biden. But it is the end of round one, with God-given liberty proponents, one, and our authoritarian adversaries, zero. And our 2A for today Modern Militiaman Spotlight is on a Melbourne, Florida barber whose quick draw and bolt action, rather bold action, stopped a gun-wielding idiot who almost lost his life over a much-needed haircut. A joke almost turned deadly in Florida. 24-year-old Marlon Masco entered into the New York hair barbershop and didn't know that getting bled out was one of the services. It was reported that Masco was waiting for another barber when the owner offered to cut his hair instead. Masco declined the offer and the owner made a joke saying he wasn't good enough to cut Masco's hair and that Masco had nappy hair like me. Masco got mad and left. Normally we're in here cracking jokes, we're usually having a good time and you know. He came back about 10 minutes later wearing a mask and waving a handgun, pointing it at the owner and the patrons. He couldn't take a joke. The owner of the barbershop, our 2A for today modern militiaman, grabbed his firearm, strafed a cover behind a barber chair, and shot Masco in the midsection. And I fired, boom, and dropped him right where he's standing. The shop owner then instructed a witness to call 911. What's going on there? Yeah, we at the barbershop. Somebody ran in here with a gun, and uh, he got shot. It is chaos. On the 911 call, children can be heard crying in the background. We had kids in here and everything, man. Danger ground. Witnesses of the incident confirmed that they feared for their lives. But our 2A for today modern militiamen took charge of the situation, neutralized the threat, provided the security for his community that no amount of law enforcement could have provided in the time given. And we salute you. That concludes our program for today. But again, in the coming weeks and months, 2A for today will be talking to experts, scholars, trainers, and all forms of gun right activists and Second Amendment proponents to answer the many questions that we all have and unpack the various laws and trespasses of our rights that have already been enacted and those that are on the horizon. Again, if the Second Amendment's important to you, make sure to subscribe to the New American Magazine and get on the top daily headlines mailing list so that you get an email alert anytime we upload a video or stream a live event. And share these videos with your family and friends who feel the same, or those that are riding the fence between liberty and tyranny who need a little more convincing. You've been watching 2A for today. My name is Zoe. Post your comments or questions, and we'll try to address as many as we can, as fast as we can, in the coming weeks and months. Thank you for watching 2A for today. The fiasco in Afghanistan is not a fiasco. It is a carefully orchestrated and engineered show to bring about the next phase of the deep state's agenda, a multipolar world order. Stay tuned and I'll tell you more. Behind the Deep State, hosted by Alex Newman. Does it ever feel like you're not getting the full story from the media? Like there are dark and powerful forces behind the scenes manipulating national and world events? Well, you're right on both counts. So to get the full story every time, check out Behind the Deep State, hosted by Alex Newman from The New American.